are listening to the Midlife Fulfill Podcast, the show for men and women over 40 who want to thrive in midlife. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. I surveyed hundreds of men and women over the age of 40, and I discovered that 78% of them reported not to be fulfilled. That's when I realized that I wasn't alone. So I launched this podcast where I feature midlifers with an inspirational fulfillment story to share with you, as well as experts sharing information on a relevant topic that helps you thrive in your current midlife season. So stop beating yourself up. You deserve to thrive in midlife, and I want to help you with that. So listen up to this episode, and if you haven't subscribed to the Midlife Fulfill podcast, be sure to press the follow or subscribe button on your podcast player so that you don't miss future episodes. And subscribe to my weekly newsletter to get each episode delivered to your inbox, along with bonus content to help you thrive in midlife. And now, I invite you to prepare to be inspired, educated, challenged, or maybe all three. Enjoy this episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. Hello, my midlife friend. This is Bernie Borges, your host of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. Hey, this is episode 135, and it's a takeaway episode from episode 134, my conversation with Maureen Wiley Clough. This episode releases on Thursday, November 23rd, which is Thanksgiving in the U.S., where I reside. And I want to wish my fellow Americans a happy Thanksgiving. And I want to express my sincere thanks to you for listening to the Midlife Fulfill podcast. Whether you've been listening since episode one or if you're a brand new listener, either way, I am very thankful to you. On takeaway episodes, I summarize key discussion points from the previous episode. Then I hone in on one key takeaway for me that I want to emphasize to you. Usually, I issue you a challenge to consider on the topic. So here we go with a recap of the three key discussion points from my conversation with Maureen Wiley Clough on episode 134. Discussion point number one. Age diversity in the workplace contributes to innovation and better outcomes. A wide range of ages and experiences brings different perspectives and ideas to the table. It's an economic imperative for companies to embrace age diversity and create an inclusive environment. Number two, the tech industry in particular, along with the entire corporate world, has a bias towards youth. Many young startups tend to hire and surround themselves with a predominantly young workforce. This devalues the experience and wisdom that older employees can bring. Companies should actively seek to include older workers and benefit from their wealth of knowledge. Number three, awareness is the first step toward change. By openly discussing age bias and discrimination, we can create a supportive community for those who have experienced it and work towards finding solutions. Let's celebrate getting older and challenge ageism and improve the representation of all age groups in the tech industry and beyond. And this is where I want to land for my takeaway. 
as with any movement, awareness is always the first step. Maybe you've heard the saying, nothing changes if nothing changes. Change for any cause begins with calling attention to the issue and why it needs to change. What Maureen is doing so boldly is calling out companies collectively for age discrimination. Whether a company discriminates intentionally or unconsciously, it doesn't matter. Maureen is shouting from the hilltop to companies and saying, become aware if you practice age discrimination in your business and do something to resolve it. Maureen is astutely pointing out that there's an economic imperative for companies to resolve the age discrimination problem because there's evidence that organizations with a diverse work group across all aspects of diversity, including age, are more innovative and more productive. For this reason alone, employers should be motivated to improve their age diversity. The bottom line is that age diversity is better for the bottom line. It's not complicated. Maureen is also astute to point out that employees benefit from age diversity by offering them more variety in experience and knowledge to tap into. And the truth is that all workers benefit from this vast array of knowledge. It's not one age group benefiting more than another age group. They all benefit. And these benefits flow to better outcomes, which is good for a company's bottom line. A report was published by SHRM. SHRM is the Society for Human Resource Management. This report is titled, Leveraging the Value of an Age-Diverse Workforce. Here's an excerpt from the report. And I quote, The case for age diversity and inclusion in particular is indisputable. As many as five generations are represented in today's workforce, from the silent generation, who are people born between 1925 and 1942, to Generation Z, those born in the mid-1990s and later. Yet, according to PwC, only 8% of organizations include age as a part of their DEI strategies. End quote. I repeat the last sentence. According to PwC, only 8% of organizations include age as a part of their DEI strategies. What? This report goes on to say, and I quote. Studies also find that the productivity of both older and younger workers is higher in companies with mixed-age work teams. And age diversity within teams is positively related to performance when groups are involved in complex decision-making tasks. End quote. What Maureen is doing is accelerating awareness, not by just complaining about it, but by hosting conversations on her podcast about success stories and initiatives that can resolve the age discrimination issue. In a recent Harvard Business Review article, a great example of age diversity in action is shared, and I want to share it with you. And I quote, Take the Open Sustainability Technology Lab at Mission Technological University, a multi-generational team that developed the first low-cost open-source metal 3D printer. Former director Joshua Pierce credits the team's success to members' willingness to learn from those of other generations. 
To develop their new product, they needed the technical skills of Gen X faculty, the software wizardry of millennial graduate students, and the experienced resourcefulness of boomer researchers. For example, once when a young team member turned to Amazon to order an urgently needed mechanical component, an older colleague intervened and built it from spare parts more quickly than even Amazon could have delivered it. By combining abilities, the team developed the ability to 3D print in aluminum and steel at a much lower cost than had been possible. End quote. As you can see in this example, the benefits of an age-diverse workplace are obvious, and there are so many other examples like this. Are you enjoying the Midlife Fulfill podcast? Whether you're a longtime listener or a new listener, I want you to know that I'm on a mission to empower people over 40 to thrive in midlife. And I have a favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with someone. Now, if you've already shared it with a friend, thank you. I really appreciate it. If you haven't, I bet you know someone who would enjoy the Midlife Fulfill podcast. And hey, sharing it is easy. Just find the share icon on your podcast player, tap it, and text or email it to a friend. It's that easy. And hey, I thank you. And maybe your friend will thank you too. And now, back to our regularly scheduled program. I've always wanted to say that. I'm just a kid at heart. And this is my challenge to you. Do you have examples of age diversity in the workplace that you can share as success stories? If you do, post about them on LinkedIn, calling attention to the age diversity as well as the successful outcomes. And if this is the norm in your organization, boast about it. If that feels a little odd, it's not. Remember that ageism in the workplace is not an easy topic to discuss out in the open and the best way to call attention to it is with good news. In other words, with examples of organizations whose workforce is age diverse and getting great results. We need to see more and more examples of age diversity leading to great outcomes for business leaders to hear the message and so that they become more aware of the problem, especially if the problem is in their own organizations. I applaud Maureen Wiley-Clough for carrying the torch on this topic through her podcast, It Gets Late Early. On her podcast, Maureen interviews people from a variety of industries and expertise with insights, ideas, and proposed solutions to put this issue behind us. One such solution that I propose is for Sherm to create a hall of shame that lists companies with the worst age diversity records so that their employees become aware of where their employer stands on the age diversity initiative. That will get the attention of the leaders of those companies. No leader will want to be on that list. Another solution that I propose is for LinkedIn to create a badge, a digital badge, that allows anyone to use voluntarily, of course. The badge would say something like, I support age diversity in the workplace. You've seen people on LinkedIn display a badge such as Open Networker or I'm Open to Work. This would be another optional badge to display on your LinkedIn profile. Hey, what suggestions do you have to end age discrimination in the workplace? Share them. 
Don't be quiet if you have other suggestions. Get them out there. Hey, I want to thank Maureen Wiley-Clough for her brave advocacy on this important topic. And I want to remind you that you can watch my recording with Maureen on episode 134 on my YouTube channel, the Midlife Fulfilled YouTube channel. And that is, of course, linked up in the show notes page for this episode. My next episode will feature Sherry Clark. Sherry explains why midlife takes courage. That's right. It takes courage. If that sounds intriguing to you, don't miss this episode. You know what time it is, my midlife friend. It's that time when I remind you that if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. If you want to know how I know this, listen to episode 100 where I explain it. I'll see you on the next guest episode, episode 136, featuring Sherry Clark. I'll see you then. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. I hope you were inspired, informed, challenged, or all three. I'm on a mission to reach men and women over 40 who want to thrive. And if you're wondering how you can help me reach more midlifers, it's easy. First, be sure to press the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player so that you don't miss future episodes. Secondly, share the Midlife Fulfilled podcast with someone you know. Thirdly, and this is my biggest ask, rate or review this podcast either in Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. Hey, this is my favorite part of each episode because this is where I remind you that if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. And if you want me to prove this to you, listen to episode 100. I'm your host, Bernie Borges, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast.